the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Passing showers. Holy smokes. People are hydroplaning sideways down the parkway. So much for passing showers. It is so damp in my house. Like when, You know, when you don't have air conditioning, you think it's bad on a hot day. It's also kind of gross mm-hmm. on a day like this because Every like I went to pick up a piece of paper and it was like fat. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. kind of fell across mm. my hand. Yeah, I thought, that's really sad. It is very humid out there, very wet. A passing shower though. It's been raining for like the past what fifteen plus. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's and a lot. It's very very good. Anyway, happy to be with you here. Welcome back, John. Thank you. I feel like it's Monday, but it's actually Wednesday. John took a couple of days off, mm-hmm. and I told everybody what you were doing, moving your boys into school. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, I- I've driven so much over the last couple of days, my hands hurt. Because you're holding on to the steering That's, wheel. I think that only happens when you're like an F1 driver. I don't think that's supposed to happen when you're driving your kid to college. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So I've been taking you know some Advils to uh, alleviate. Loosen things up. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little tight there. But okay. uh, happy to be back. Great. Very Just in happy. the nick of time. My wife told me that apparently that there is a tornado warning in Happy Valley. So better we did this yesterday as opposed oh, to today. Oh, good. Good. So, so at least you aren't in peril of the tornado, just your son. No, it feels good. That's no big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, as we always do, we get underway at the top of the show by Kath giving us the top news stories of the day. Kath, please, would you give us the top four yes. at four? All righty. For Wednesday, August 18th, 18th of August. Mm. That's creepy. How'd that happen? 2021. Number one. Many members of Congress, John, who did military tours in Afghanistan or developed relationships with Afghans during the hundreds of congressional visits to the country during the 20-year war, are now in a frantic scramble to help as many people as they can to flee the country. According to the Wall Street Journal, a clutch of lawmakers have been calling on the Biden administration to speed up evacuations since April. At the time, providing special immigrant visas to Afghans who had worked directly for the U.S. military was already, get ready, a years-long process. Imagine what it's going to be like now. Mr. Biden, of course, if you watch the speech, you know he defended his actions on Monday, saying that some Afghans hadn't wanted to leave earlier and that the Afghan government discouraged us from organizing a mass exodus to avoid a crisis of confidence. To extract at-risk Afghans, imagine this. Lawmakers have been instructed by the Biden administration to route all of their requests to a single State Department email address, and they all have been provided with the same single phone number to call. Wonder who's getting those calls. Yeah, I'll be a little backup there. Number two. An organization focused on protecting public parks in Chicago is asking the Supreme Court to halt construction of former President Barack Obama's presidential library, arguing the federal government failed to conduct the legally required reviews of the center's environmental impact. How about that? In their request, the group, which is called Protect Our Parks, which sounds like Parks and Rec, doesn't it? 
said that in building the Obama Presidential Center, the government will need to demolish significant parts of Jackson Park, which will have adverse effects on the environment, the landscape, wildlife, migratory birds. Now, the Obama Foundation, for its part, announced in 2016 that Jackson Park and Chicago's south side have been chosen as the site of the Presidential Center. But the project has been met with opposition from Protect Our Parks and a group of professors, faculty and staff from the University of Chicago, who back in 2018 asked that its location be moved. It's hard not to be loved. You know, you're trying to do a good thing and nobody wants to have a digital library instead. Yeah, that's probably the only thing they're interested in. Number three, the annual Labor Day Parade in Pittsburgh canceled. Mm -mm. You know why? Because COVID ruins everything. With the COVID cases rising, organizers decided to wait until 2022, according to today's trip. The Labor Council had announced the parade to happen on September 6th, starting at 10. And in case you've forgotten, the event was also canceled in 2020 because of the pandemic. Pittsburgh's Labor Day Parade, one of the largest and oldest in the country, 200,000 people attend the parade, which they say would make it difficult to social distance. Yes, of course. I annually march in the parade I know, I, with the Cub Scouts. I would pay money for a video of that. Number four. You know how much I love a good animal story, right? Oh, please. Mm-hmm. This one comes to us from ABC News in Australia. Helena Alati, John, was browsing the spice aisle of a supermarket when she came face-to-face with a 10-foot snake. The head of a diamond python emerged through a space in a shelf right above the spice jars <laughs> in the store that she shops in in Sydney. That's by the cumin. She said, I was I was looking for spices. I'm looking to something to put on my chicken tonight, oh. she said. So I didn't initially see the snake because it was curled up behind the jars. Now, try to guess what her job is. Her, her day-to-day, nine-to-five job. She's a zoologist. She's a trained snake catcher. What? What are, what the, are the odds, odds? of that? Yeah. Love so it. listen, so the woman does not panic. She uses her phone to video the snake because, of course, she's up for social media, right? Mm. Um, and then she says, look, she says to the staff, let me just go out to the car. I'll get my snake bag. <laughs> she said, I think they thought I was a bit crazy, to be honest. I don't think they knew what to say because, of course, there's a 10-foot snake in their aisle. Anyway, oh so she went out. She got her bag, her snake bag out of the car, came back in, got the snake in its bag, and then released it into a nearby woodland. It's very good. She is is a hero. It is unclear how or when the snake entered the supermarket. That, my friends, is your top four. Very nice. A snake bag versus like a Gucci bag, right? Someone would have a high I feel like a snake bag has to have certain levels of protection that a Gucci bag would not. Probably so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not any uh, diamond encrusted or anything like that. I don't think so. No glitz. She was definitely the right person, though, to handle What are the odds this? of I that? Know. A snake How many handler. people are snake catchers? No. No. Right. Zero point zero 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 zero. Oh, and one other thing that uh, a late break is this is the top five of four. Oh. Uh, Pittsburgh public schools have, schools have cheated. Have, what I say? <laughs> hey, now. What I, Hold on now, please. Sorry, that was inadvertent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh public schools. There we go. The start date is in August 20th, and it was going to be September 8th, but it's not that. Now it's Friday, September 3rd. All right. Okay, that's the... I talk. mean, I don't know what... Listen, this is what the uh, superintendent said today. Uh, wait, let me get to the good part. He sent a phone message. He sent a phone message, but they've also put it on their website, which I have in front of me. Um, it says, uh, I understand the challenges many of our families have faced. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. Why, why would I bother? Never mind. It, it doesn't just... even matter. They'll show up when they show Forget up. Get it. Right. That's the news. Okay, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. All right, we've got much more ahead. We're just getting underway. When making others happy is making you miserable, how to break the pattern of people pleasing and confidently live your life. (laughs) Spit it out. Yes. The Stool Edition of the Ride Home here in Word FM.
105.5 WORD. This week on Through the Bible, we travel to the Mount of Olives and hear directly from Jesus about what to expect in the latter days. This sermon, often called the Olivet Discourse, is foundational if you want to understand other books like Daniel and Revelation. Get on the Bible bus for this great teaching by Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Here's a thought. You wouldn't wear your PJs to an important business meeting, right? So why would you wear your running shoes on a serious walk? You need footwear that was designed specifically for walking, and nobody on the planet makes walking shoes that can even touch Skechers Go Walk Styles, the world leader in technical walking footwear. Skechers are walking shoes specialists, and Go Walk has a variety of technical walking products that will show you what your walk has been missing, like Go Walk Hyperburst with foam that's ultra lightweight with incredible rebound that helps propel you forward with every step, or Go Walk Arch Fit with podiatrist certified arch support that gives your walk the comfort and support you need mile after mile and not only do go walk styles bring the tech they bring the comfort and with all the colors and designs you love in both easy slip-on and sporty lace-ups plus they're even machine washable and surprisingly affordable that's walking smart so don't walk in shoes made for something else walk in shoes specially designed for walking sketchers go walk find yours at a sketchers store sketchers.com or wherever stylish footwear is sold don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Dan. Annika Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm. We will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Would you say that you are a, a people pleaser? Do you know me? <laughs> yes. I mean, it happens, right? You want to it's make sure everybody's a, happy. It's not a bad thing all the time, but it's not a good thing all the time. Right. And I don't know how, at my advanced age, to get it in the sweet spot. Because it can... It gets bad fast if you lean in either direction. Well, I, I've been on phone calls with you where mm-hmm. you are mediating yeah. on my behalf. Yeah. And uh, I was very grateful Were of, you? of your skill set. Great. Right? Cause, Thank you. Because would you say I'm a people pleaser? No. 
Would you? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? <laughs> no, I actually wouldn't say that. I mean, for better or worse. But, yeah. you know, okay, our, our first guest today, Karen Ehrman, uh, she's with us today to talk about when making others happy is making you miserable, how to break the pattern of people-pleasing and confidently live your life. Karen, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks so much for having me. Karen, this is the thing. I, you know... I- I certainly, for sure, I'm a people pleaser, like John said, but I can't, as I said, get that, I I can't find the right spot to be in the middle because either I'm pleasing too many people and making myself miserable, as you said, or I feel like I'm not pleasing enough people and I have to try harder. Yeah, really, people pleasing, in my estimation, is actually a strength that gets carried to an extreme and then it becomes a weakness, or as we like to say at our house, we don't use the word weakness, we say a non-strength. So it becomes a non-strength. Yeah, Yeah, so it's a good thing to want to love and serve other people, and, you know, certainly the Bible calls us to do that, but but when it's not left in, you know, check, then we kind of cross the line, and no longer are we doing things because we feel God would like us to do, we're called to, we have space to and the skills to, we're doing it because the other person expects it, or we don't want to disappoint them or anger them, and so now we're doing it for the wrong reason, and now it's morphed from loving and serving into people-pleasing. Right. So, but people-pleasing, the phrase, care has really sort of gotten a bad rap, right? I mean, to be a people-pleaser is kind of a negative in the world. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be if pleasing the other person also pleases God, and it, you know, is something that you can do without majorly stressing yourself out, then it's good to please others. But it's when it becomes pleasing other people just to get some sort of reaction or to avoid some sort of reaction from them without taking everything else into consideration, then they're kind of on the throne. You've kind of put that person in the place of God and allowed mm-hmm. them to call the shot. Yeah, that's the avoid word. When you brought that up, I was like, oh, yeah, that hurts a little bit right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the avoid. So uh, because, you know, there are um, oftentimes, especially when in family systems where to to make everybody happy in the family unit, you're basically just trying to avoid an explosion from one person. <laughs> that's a good way to put right. it. I, exactly was, was that right. judicious? I feel like that's a judicious way to put that. Yeah, because someone's going to get mad, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are dealing with all sorts of personality types in our families. You know, we've got the pushers that like to get their own way and be controlling and to kind of get their own way by stomping their foot but then on the other hand you've got the powders they don't stomp their foot they drop their smile and you don't want to make them sad you've got the guilt bombers who you know guilt bomb you into it so a lot of times when decisions are made in a family it's to avoid behavior from you know a pusher or a powder or a guilt bomber this sounds very very complex but it sounds like our family <laughs> it really does yeah. <laughs> so then jen care the idea of confidently living your life, right? So you acquiesce the role of being the people pleaser. You're assuming a new mantle of saying, this is how this is supposed to work. And you're either with a program or you're not. I mean, I mean, does that really, is that really the reality of it all? I feel like the phrase confidently, confidently living your life, you know, which is actually in the subtitle of the book, it, it comes when we learn to replace in our minds, that question we ask when we're interacting with someone and we're giving them an answer or responding to a text message, rather than asking in our brains, you know, what will so-and-so think or what does so-and-so want me to do? 
we instead kind of shoot up a prayer and say, Lord, help me to speak the truth in love. Because what often happens with people pleasers is we don't tell the truth. We don't have the confidence to really speak the truth. And we need to do that so we don't get trapped into living everyone else's agenda for our lives rather than living the agenda God would have for us. Karen Amon's with us, best-selling author and recovering people pleaser. The name of the book is When Making Others Happy is Making You Miserable, How to Break the Pattern of People-Pleasing and Confidently Live Your Life. Okay, Karen, so you are a fellow sufferer. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what's the story then? Yeah, tell us the story. We want to hear about how you evolved. Well, I think my whole life I've been a people pleaser. I really wanted to please my parents. Um, they were going through a divorce that went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for years. My dad would move out and he'd move back and move out and he'd move back. And I just thought, well, if I just seem perfect and behave, you know, maybe I'll stay. And then I, that transferred into wanting to please my teachers and wanting to please my peers. And for decades, I have always thought, what does so-and-so want me to say? What does this person in front of me want me to do? And so I got in quite a lot of trouble, not only because of that people-pleasing, but I'm also an achiever and I like to do a lot of things. So I would let my plate get so full, you know, that things were rolling off the edges of it. But I just thought, oh, if I just quick rearrange everything and keep saying yes to everybody, I can make it all fit, you know. And then about three years ago, I just really came to a point where I realized that I have limitations. I was overloaded, said yes to too many people. I was dealing with uh, the grief of just losing my father three weeks after I moved to a town 10 minutes from him to be closer to him. Uh And um, my First child had just gotten married, and I was adjusting to being a mother-in-law. I had so much going on in my life, and I just said yes one day to actually my very best friend that I've had since college. And I knew when I said yes to this request she had that it was going to be a little bit of ongoing uh, stuff during the summer. I knew the minute I said yes, I shouldn't have. I hung up the phone. I went out to our back uh, woods where we have a little fire pit, and I sat in a chair, and I just bawled, and I thought, I have got to stop this. I'm, I'm starting to have, like, physical Things. My left eye was twitching. I couldn't sleep. And I realized I have limitations and I'm going to have to start saying the truth in love to people when they ask more of me. And if they're really, truly my friends, hopefully they'll, they'll still want to be my friend. And if somebody doesn't want to be my friend or doesn't like me anymore because I don't run in and rescue them and help them with everything they've got on their plate, then maybe they weren't a friend in the first place, you know? So I, start, I, I took a summer of necessary and no. I said, Yes to only what was necessary for my home, my family, and my job. And I said no to everything else for three entire months. And it was the best thing I ever did. And it really helped me wow. to, to turn the ship around. That's interesting. So, Karen, is this, and I'm I, I, I just assuming that this is, um, people pleasers come in all uh, shapes and sizes and walks and whatnot. But is there something particularly about being a Christian woman that ramps mm, the people pleasing up even more? Yeah, I think because we do have this notion that we're supposed to be nice. It's like we think there's a a commandment that says, thou shalt be nice, or in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, you know, blessed are the nice. And we we think being nice means that we always say yes, and we always serve, and we always help. And and that it's that always that catches us up, because yes, we're supposed to love and serve and help other people, but not always. We're not God. We can't run and rescue everybody, but we, we couple that you know, feeling like we always have to be nice and we always have to say yes to the view others have of us that we're very capable. I call it the curse of capability. You know, hey, you know, she has woman here, her brother, she can do another thing. It's no big deal. You know, she can simultaneously 
hold on a full-time job and do everything with the kids and in the community. And, and we just think we're Wonder Women and we can do it all. And when we don't say no and we keep getting asked, pretty soon, you know, we're just headed for a, a crash because we can't. We have limitations and we can't go around living everyone else's agenda for us. It's, yeah. just, it's just not a healthy place. That's Karen Amen, best-selling author, recovering people pleaser. Her latest work is called When Making Others Happy is Making You Miserable, How to Break the Pattern of People Pleasing and Confidently Live Your Life. Karen, last question for you. Um, are we born as people pleasers? Like are some people born yes and some people born no? You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we're born that way. I just see people pleasing come out in a lot of different personalities. Like I'm an achiever and I really like to get things done. And I also am kind of a helper. So I like to help people. And that can be a combo, you know, okay. for people pleasing. Yeah. But there's other people who are peacemakers. And so they people please to keep the peace. There's other people who are perfectionists. And to them, the perfection is not having any drama in their relationship. So they just give in. So there's no drama. I think mm. we all too people please maybe not across the board like I did, but maybe just with that one person that you just can't say no to. And so I think there's a little bit of it in all of us. Right. But you're here to offer good news. There, there is, you don't have to stay there if yeah, you are there. I mean, people pleasing is just a dead end, so you can make a change here. Yes, yes. It's when we learn to you know, place the fear of God above the fear of humans and quit allowing other people to call the shots and be God in our life and realize that everyone else's happiness is not our assignment. They need to go to God for their, their joy. We can't just be their source of happiness by saying yes to everything. It's Karen, not our assignment. Karen, you sound so emotionally healthy. John, doesn't she sound <laughs> you do. healthy? Yeah. There may have been therapy in your past. There, I think that whatever happened at the fire pit was very good. Yes, yes. Painful to get there, but very good in the end. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, when I saw the damage it was doing to a lot of my relationships I really did care about, I was running around pleasing people I really hardly knew or just acquaintances or kind of nominal friends, but it was really affecting my relationships in my family and with those I really loved, and I, I knew something had to stop. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I can't wait to see this book. When Making Others Happy is Making You Miserable, How to Break the Pattern of People-Pleasing and Confidently Live Your Life. That's Karen Amen, best-selling author. Karen, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Okay, Cass, so there is a way to change your life. Oh. Well, things are going to happen around here. Listen, I'll tell you what. It. I don't give a care about any of you anymore. Oh, no. We should never have booked that guest. Forget it. I mean, all of a sudden. You guys fight out your own problems. Yeah, this is bad news for everybody. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 83121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. 
That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So, what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dreams. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and his team at Accurate Solutions Group, call 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. What is an integrated curriculum? For the teachers at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, their award-winning approach is like a wheel, where subjects like science, math, and language arts are the spokes. But at the center, God is the hub, holding it all together. And through hands-on learning, monthly field experiences, the all-school unit, and more, kids develop a passion for learning and faith in a way that's really cool. Schedule a private tour today. Jubilee Christian School, K-6 grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Flash flood watch remains in effect through this evening. For tonight, low clouds, humid with a passing shower, low 67. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots, high 78. Tomorrow night will remain humid with partly cloudy skies in the evening. It'll be followed by low clouds late, low 65. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in spots and a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. After 16 months cooped up with roommates or parents, young and not-so-young people have had enough, and those who can afford it are increasingly moving into their own first places. Get me out of here. When their leases end this summer, um, and real estate rental sites say that department rentals are up 69% wow. over last year. So. Uh, do you remember, because I'm reading uh, this piece from the Wall Street Journal, they talk about the Instagram-ish images oh, gosh. of your first apartment. Listen to me. I remember my first apartment. I still have dreams about it. What? Because it was my first apartment. Yeah. It was kind of a big deal. It's a right? very big deal. And it was a nice space. Like, it really was a nice space. It was a two-bedroom apartment, but four of us shared it. It was on the seventh floor of a building in North Oakland. And it had big windows. It was it was very, very... But here's the thing. I laughed out loud when you said Instagram. Yeah. Because everything we had in it was garbage. Of course. Because they're all cast-offs from I mean, family members. Exactly. We, I had my grandmother's table right. and chairs, which had should have expired a good decade before I got them. <laughs> right? Like... Uh, like crappy furniture that I found at the side of a road. Right. I found a sofa that someone put out for the garbage and put in the back of a friend's truck. I mean, we had truly the worst furniture. So the, the even the thought of Instagramming it right. is crazy. 
Yeah. Well, my first apartment was uh, in a funeral home. So, I mean, it, in some ways it was Instagram-ish worthy, right? In a macabre way? It, kind of. But my first real, real apartment, like, you know, outside of that, was on the north side on Buena Vista Street. And it was the same kind of thing. Okay. I mean, I remember I had like this green and gold wooden coffee table that my sister had once owned. I had a, a rug from my Aunt Louise that she was going to, in her words, I'm going to pitch this thing. Would you like it? And of course, I would say sure. yes. The beds, goodness knows what you were sleeping on, right? Um, I don't even know where my bed came from. Yeah, which is also a problem, right? That's because, a real issue. Yeah. So when you so now we live in this crazy visual time where you know everything is TikTokish or Instagram or Facebook it changes everything. And you you know people are taking photographs of you know their chicken sandwich. So of course you can take photos of your first apartment, right? So they're offering some tips. Now, your daughter... Just moved... Last Wednesday, we moved her into her first apartment. Her very first... And how many yes. roommates? Two. Mm-hmm. So three of them are living together. Okay, right. Each with their own room, which will help them to last longer. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they talk about this piece, the helter-skelter inheritances. Beware a hodgepodge of hand-me-down beware. furniture. Beware? What do you mean beware of? Like, you're taking what you can get, right? Yeah. The scale of such furniture is usually off, and a mix of too many styles can feel chaotic. I was just happy to have a place to sit my little buttocks down. Listen, the sofa that I got that was out of the garbage was so disgusting. And I thought about it last night. I had it for five years. Oh, my God. Did you have a throw over it? No. Oh, just... We didn't even have... That's how bad it was. Uh-huh. The Funny you bring this up, because the couch that we had, when we got it, the guy said, oh, my brother-in-law died on this couch. <laughs> and you're like, well... Sweet. Is it free? <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so we'll forget. Yeah, that was a, we'll a boom. But it's okay. I mean, it was free and it was available. So okay. you wanted to sit down, right? Um, placeholder art. Worried about forfeiting security deposits. Renters often settle for a few posters hung with adhesive strips. Complained New York City designer Young Ha. <laughs> the New York City designer. Yes, Young Ha. <laughs> Even with more ambitious prints or paintings, noted fellow Manhattan designer Starrett Ringbaum. Newbies tend to hang them too high, mounted yes, in cheap true. plastic frames. Sure. Every, every, Who cares? The average person hangs everything too high. Right. It's, it is true. Yeah. That's we just always, a proportion thing that you learn. Because okay. you think you're supposed to look up at the frame. Yeah, right? you're, no, you're right. never supposed to do and, that. I'm looking at it. Okay. A single source sameness. It's exciting to get your first place. Often you'll shop for everything at once from the same big box store. Right. So or the, go same, to Bed, Bath, or the and same garbage pile. <laughs> right. <laughs> going to go to Home Depot. Or a Big Lots. A Big Lots. Right. Uh, now, they're talking about casting a bad light. If you think you're all set with your landlord's flush-mounted ceiling lights, a.k.a. Boob- oh, you should definitely get lamps. Yeah. You can uh-huh. get lamps at Goodwill for so cheap. Yes. So you should always get get your own lamps. Overhead lighting is unflattering and ineffective for tasks. It's horrible. I was, at a, I was in a college dorm yesterday. We talked about this earlier. And I said, would you like a lamp? I can get you a lamp. And he was, because there's an overhead fluorescent light. I mean, there's nothing looks good in fluorescent light. Everything. Everybody looks worse. Mm-hmm. More tired, older. Yeah. It's just not good in no. which way. Anyway, when you look back, okay, so you clearly have an emotional kind con- if you're still dreaming about your first apartment, mm-hmm. right? When you're dreaming, what are you doing? Are you anxious or are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Hey. I wasn't anxious in that apartment. Yeah. I really wasn't. I had more much more anxiety when I moved into our first house because 
I was it's married and it's your first house. And all of a sudden. You got a mortgage. It, right. So when, you know, I was 20 when I moved into my first apartment. So I didn't really know much. I had three other roommates who didn't know anything either. Mm-hmm. And the only thing my parents wanted us to be was in some security apartment. Right. Some place that was secure, right? Yeah. I lived in the same building as Mr. Rogers. Did you though? Mm-hmm. Oh, that must have been a nice place. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must have been a very nice place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice. All it's right. where he used to go and like take naps or hang out and play piano before he went back to WQED. I see. Can you imagine Mr. Rogers Instagramming his nap space? No, I actually right. he can't. He would have done that. At that but point. he was very kind, which I know is not a surprise to anybody, but I just you want to testify. saw him in the lobby? Oh, yeah. I saw him all the time. Hey, Mr. Rogers. Did you say hey, Mr. Yeah, Rogers? Yeah, sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. How'd you know him? You were taking a photograph with him, I know. Right? Of course. No, hey, nobody had a I'd camera. have to have a huge camera. Right. Come back. Amen to Action. Lee Kircher's with us next. The annual Amen to Action. Be part of this. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Come what may, new music from We Are Messengers. Rest in the arms of Jesus, come what may. Relate from For King and Country. Can you, can you relate? And Scars in Heaven by Casting Crowns. The only scars in heaven. Best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper, MyPillow towel seats, and much more. Call one 800 391 Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. Do you suffer from lower back pain, knee pain, foot pain, or fallen arches? Do you? If yes, just stop and write this magic word. G-Defy. G-D-E-F-Y. What is G-Defy? G-Defy is the footwear designed by Gravity Defier Medical Technology with the worldwide patented VersoShock sole. Their shoes are clinically shown to relieve pain by a double-blind clinical study conducted by Oliveview UCLA Medical Center. You can try a pair for 30 days with free corrective fit orthotic inserts. If you're not satisfied, just return the shoes for a full refund and keep the free orthotics as a gift. Put an end to suffering. Save $20 and get free shipping from Gravity Defier when you go to gdefy.com radio and use code radio. That's G-D-E-F-Y dot com slash radio, code radio. You have nothing to lose but your pain. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 
something like being in community with fellow believers, changing the world as it is and eternity with your work. Lee Kreitzer is back with us to talk to us about Amen to Action. Amen to Action has been happening now for several years here in the uh, city of Pittsburgh. And Lee, welcome. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing great. And it's great to be with you, John. Good to see you, Lee. It's been a long time because, you know, COVID ruins everything. Um, but yes, really, exactly. Re- but really happy to see you via Zoom. Um, for people who've never heard of Amen to Action, tell us what it is. Well, around 2016, there was a gathering of Christians, Christian leaders from across the city for, wow, a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And they were gathering together to pray. And there was this conclusion that we need to turn our prayers into action. And so Bishop Zubik and, the, and Reed Carpenter, who is the founder of both Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation then became the founder of Amen to Action. And together, then in 2017, the day after Thanksgiving and 2018 and 2019, there were over a million meals packed at the convention center uh, to give to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank to help the, um, our neighbors in Pittsburgh. Wonderful. So what does this look like? I mean, um, when people gather, is it 50 people, 100 people? Is it just work or is there something else involved, Lee? Well, first, um, in those three years, there were over 3,000 people who had come to the convention center to be able to pack on the morning after Thanksgiving uh, a million meals. Wow. Last year, we couldn't meet because of COVID, and so we raised enough money to almost provide a million meals. It was just over 900,000 meals to the food bank. This year, we're meeting again, but instead of 3,000 people meeting in one spot, we'll be meeting in 10 different locations and 10 different churches all across the city, Hmm. and every church is Hmm. going to be packing 100,000 meals so that by the end of uh, November, we'll have a million meals to deliver again to the food bank. Okay, so that's a good strategy. Okay, so are, are these churches already determined, Lee? Yes, um, and it's really a, an amazing collection of great churches from across our city. And um, would you like me to tell you? Yes, who, well, who just, just fire <laughs> up a, a couple off the top of your head. Yeah, so the first Saturday of November will be 100,000 meals will be packed at Crossroads, United Methodist Church, Christ, Christ Church at Grove Farm, sure. and North Catholic High School. Okay. Um, the second Saturday, Mount Ararat Baptist, Orchard Hill, and Amplify Church, which is close to my heart. Um, the third Saturday, St. Catherine Labouret, First Presbyterian Church of Beaver, and Allison Park Church. And then the day after Thanksgiving at Sacred Heart Church in Shadyside, the one millionth meal will be packed. Fabulous. Wow. Now, Lee, I, I was at the, uh, the two, 2017 gathering, and what struck me was there was this great worship experience. I mean, Tony Turner led people in song, and as you said, there were a thousand people or more all together worshiping, and then after worship was over, then people went into a, a makeshift kitchen and put together meals. So in some ways, it's, you know, it's smaller, but worship is part of this, a, a central part of this, Yes. Yes, each site will kick off the morning with some worship and um, prayer. And what will happen is each site is providing about half of the volunteers, but then the other half are coming from thousands of people who have packed food in the past and others who are volunteering for the first time this year. So each site will have churches represented from all across the city, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. But they'll start with worship. 
and then by the end of the morning, uh, then they'll be within within an hour or so they'll be packing food, and these are volunteers and their families. So uh, kids come along, grandkids come along. It's a great way to serve our community. Lee Kreischer is with us, president of the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation. We're talking about Amen to Action, which is something that you can be involved in. And we're going to give dates out again in just a minute. Uh, Lee, uh, you, John, and I, we were all involved in those initial meetings um, before Amen to Action was even birthed. And the whole purpose of us meeting was to get evangelicals and Catholics, different people from different denominations across the same city together in the same space. Were, Were we doing that once a month? No, once a quarter. We were doing that, right? Every three months. Yeah. yeah. And so, Lee, for people wondering how Amen to Action was birthed, it really was that way, you know, trying to give, you know, a common focus to people who worship differently but still believe in the same Christ. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, while certainly a half of the reason Amen to Action exists is to be able to provide a million meals to our neighbors, a half of the reason is so that Christians will come together. And it is People from, you know, almost all of these different sites could provide 100% of the volunteers just within their own congregations, but they're purposely providing half of the volunteers while the others are coming from various churches from around the city. And I think it's just so amazing that the body of Christ comes together in this way because we're handing these meals over to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's um, from across the board. Catholic and Protestant, um, black and white churches, and progressive and conservative churches, everybody can join together when it comes to making a difference um, with food insecurity. Wonderful. So, Lee, obviously you're here to raise the banner and the awareness for Amen to Action. You're asking people to do what? I think people could just find out more information about it. Uh, If they go to the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation website, plf.org, they can just click on Amen to Action and find everything they would need to be able to sign up to be a volunteer, to be one of those packing for you and your family to pack. Um, Or if they want to just donate, we've got partner churches like Northway, who uh, they're not going to be a site that's packing, but they've given thousands of dollars to help to provide the food that will be packed. And so whether you want to uh, volunteer or donate or both, you can be a part of something that's so much bigger than any of us could do on our own. Fabulous. PLF.org for Amen to Action. Uh, It's the first Saturday, you said, uh, Lee, in November? Well, there'll be three sites the first Saturday of November, three sites the second Saturday of November, three sites the third Saturday of November, and then the final site's going to be uh, the Friday, the day right after Thanksgiving. So lots of locations around the city, lots of different days, so that we can have as many people, um, so it can work out for as many people as possible. Wonderful. It's really great. Mm -hmm. Well, Lee, thanks an awful lot. We love Amen to Action, the PLF, Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, what you're doing. Uh, let's make sure that all of our listeners uh, be part of this, plf.org, and feed a million homeless people with the meals that are available. Lee, it's always a good thing to have you with us. Thanks so much. Thanks, John and Kathy. God bless. Our, and you as well. Our great pleasure. plf.org for Amen to Action November, a million meals for homeless here in Western Pennsylvania. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're getting underway. We often talk about... Um, Celebrities and their birthdays? No, I got a couple good ones. Do you? All right. Win an all-expense-paid trip to focus on the family's Sea Life 2021 event in Dallas, August 28th. 
includes airfare for you and your family, hotel, and event admission. Featuring Focus on the Family's Jim Daly, music from Matthew West, and more. Enter now at wordfm.com. Sharing one car with her mom while supporting two households in a pandemic just wasn't working out. But thanks to the Lighthouse Foundation's Car Connection Program, this healthcare worker found safe, reliable transportation that meant less time on the road, a full night's sleep, and more income for her family. It's just one of the many programs you support when you sponsor their annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Bring hope to those in the most need throughout Butler and Northern Allegheny Counties. Become a sponsor today at thelighthousepa.org. One listener that stands out that I worked with recently was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. You know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and never had any hardships in their life. Just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do to do this refinance, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. At the end of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. I love myself a celebrity birthday. Because <laughs> every day is a celebrity birthday. I mean, I don't right? really care about the celebrity. But it is kind of interesting to note the passage of time. Yes. And John Hall has this spooky gift for remembering or figuring out how old people are deducing it. Well, it's because I've been around a while. I don't know. I, so. It doesn't matter. I just, I like, I would never, if you, if we played this game and you asked me, I'd just screw every one of them up because I just don't even notice okay. or care. All okay. Right. Celebrity birthday state. It's a big one. Robert Redford. Oh, Mm-hmm. Oh, Robert Redford. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's a big birthday for him. I'm saying it's a big deal because I think he's a big deal. He, well, if you would talk to, you know, 20 somethings, 20 somethings, even 30 somethings, yeah, they, they, would, they would shrug their shoulders. Right. Robert Redford, who's, yeah, yeah, who yeah. Cares, who's Robert Redford? Probably they would say. Right. Okay. So I can, I can pinpoint a lot of this. Now, the only, this is weird. This is a weird memory. My oldest sister was getting married. Okay. And uh, she was having a shower. And so my dad said, 
lets you and I go to the movies together. It was the only time I ever went alone to the movies with my dad. Really? Which it was like really kind of special for me. I was like, this is so cool. I can't believe, you know, you know, now, you know, we go to the movies with my kids all the time. So, I mean, that was a long, long time okay, ago. Okay, was that Butch Cassidy? It was Butch Cassidy. Okay, so do you remember what year that was? 69? Yes, that is correct. Now, look, you look at Robert Redford. I mean, you know, he's been an icon in film forever. Uh, favorite Robert Redford film? Do you have one? Ordinary People. Oh, really? That's a downer. It is a real downer. But I thought he was really good in it. Yeah. How about... It's my- not It's not a movie I would ever choose yeah. to watch again, but I thought he was very good. Yeah. I mean... I saw, <laughs> I saw, weirdly, because I was working as a bartender in Manhattan, and I had this afternoon, um, you know, before I had to go in. It was like some anyway. I had to be there at some weird time, so I went by myself to see Out of Africa. Oh, you know, I never saw that. Oh. Meryl Streep. I saw that movie, Meryl Streep and Redford. When the movie was over, I sat in the theater. <laughs> theater by myself and i bawled no (laughs) (laughs) i cried my eyes off i love that movie it's a beautiful i don't even know what it's about it's a gorgeous film i mean it's so beautiful uh, of course this that's in africa it's a true it's a michael kitchen also in out of africa uh, he won the academy award for that yes he did yeah supporting actor fabulous just a wonderful movie i I never i don't know how I. oh it's such a good film okay Okay, so uh, Robert Redford's been around for a long time. Now I'll say this: Is that your favorite? It is, out of without Africa a doubt. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. And he's made. How about I just saw on TV the other day The Natural, which I also oh, love. Well, of never course. Saw that. Well, they just did a thing yeah. with it. Yeah. No, that was Field that of was, Dreams. Yeah. The Natural. I love The Natural. Wonder Boy. The final shot. You know, the ball flies into the light stands. Boom. You know, it's really cool. Um, anyway, Robert Redford's been around a long time. What I love about Robert Redford is when you look at him, you think. That's an old guy mm-hmm. who looks great. He's aged well. Now, has he had work done? Probably, but it doesn't look like it. Okay, not like the picture we saw of Bob Costas today. Bob Costas looks like a different person. He looks, and we like, love Bob he look, Costas. He looks like someone who knew Bob Costas. He doesn't right. look like Bob Costas. Like Bob Costas' roommate or something like that. <laughs> right. Okay, Redford is an old guy, and I'm not even saying, you know, you know, people of a particular. Redford is easily 80. Um, my guess is Redford, boy, it's just really, uh, my guess is Redford's 84, 85. Hey, okay. All right. Heck. I mean, he's been, I love him. All right. He's an old style movie star. Also Mm -hmm. the birthday of Roberto Clemente. (laughs) Roberto Clemente, you know, if you listen to this, he is, um, you know, there's, here's everybody else on a scale of humanity. And then there is Roberto. For me, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I remember the night Roberto disappeared as a little boy going into Forbes Field in Oakland and sitting behind Roberto because mm-hmm. I emulated him. You know, he's just one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto, Roberto is not ninety. Uh, I bet you Roberto's would have been eighty-six, eighty-seven. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Very impressive. Very, very, very Oh, boy. I mean, Roberto, if you've never been to the Roberto Roberto Clemente Museum in Lawrenceville, uh, man, Dean, uh, it's it's a wonderful place. You've got to make an appointment to go to the Clemente Museum, but do that. 
my boys know Roberto like I know Roberto. As a matter of fact, there used to be a janitor who came through here. <laughs> Wait, this is a good story. So we had we had a, a janitor who was responsible for cleaning our whole floor, and then also, of course, included in that were our studios here. And he was such a nice guy, and his name was Roberto. And so one night we're hanging out after the show, and John and I are talking to Roberto, <clears throat> and John says something like, "Hey, well, you're really named after somebody special," and he was like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" And so John said, you don't know who Roberto Clement is? Oh, my gosh. Let me. So John goes in, to his, he goes home, comes back with, like, all sorts. You had books, periodicals. You had the whole thing just to introduce this guy to Roberto Clemente. You gave all those things to him? Yeah. And then he disappeared. I never saw him again. I never saw, I never saw, ever saw him again. again. And he had, like, you know, he had, like, the creme de la core of my... Roberto stuff that I was like, I was doing this guy like a big thing. Hey, there's your namesake. You know, you should know this. You should be involved in this. You should embrace this. You should know my love so that you can love as well. I never, ever, because he was Roberto. I never imagined the guy would skip on me and take my stuff with him. So if you're out there, Roberto, bring my stuff back. All right. Also, it looks like uh, the CDC is telling us that we're going to need a third oh, shot. for goodness sake. So, like, the first shot wasn't, and then the second shot, but now we're... Now we're... Uh-huh. It's a triple play. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Please. The crowd goes wild. So, right. uh, so now we're going to need a third shot eight months after. I'm not sure if it's after the first dose or the second dose, but, I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, really, that's, serious. That's when you know people kind of go, I'm not getting the shot, and you kind of go, wait, no, get the shot. You should get the shot. But then you hear this and you think, well, maybe you were right after all. Like, I'm not saying no. don't get the shot. Right, I know. But the third shot, I mean, I've already had two. Now I'm getting a third. So does this, this is kind of like going to what? Giant Eagle to the, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep on going back again and again. Next year, am I going to get a fourth shot or fifth shot or sixth shot? Is this how it's going to be? Is it going to be like the flu vaccine, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's I'm happy I got it. I am happy I got it too. I mean, I, it's just ironic when I think back to, let's see, what is this August? Maybe it was May when the CDC was saying that the, that the immune response was so robust that they didn't think people would have to get a, a booster for eight or nine years. Right. So now what's happened? So now we're eight or nine months. So is the whole thing, you know, look, I, I do believe, I do believe the science. I do. The politics aside, of course, yeah, as contentious not, right, as it is, because right. we all know it's deeply contentious and people are going crazy. So now to mask, to not mask kids back in school, they're right. ripping, you know, people are getting in fights, they're saluting the Nazi salute in Fox Chapel. Yeah, that, I mean, people are crazy. People have lost their minds. Was that Fox Chapel thing? Was that really the Nazi salute? Or yeah. It just looked that way no, in a photograph. Was, I, I didn't even I, open I, up I the just, article. You, I thought I, I just know. see the photograph and I, I see the guy know. doing the you know because he was upset with the school board saying we're going to great. Do so it. the Nazi salute's going to fix it. I guess. I mean, get I out of here. Good grief. Okay, so so late night comedians are already anticipating the third shot. Yes, they are. Okay, yeah, so people are having a field day with it because of course they should because it's ridiculous, or is it? Because you want to be healthy. You want everybody to be healthy. You want to go out. I went to Yellowstone after I got my second shot. Right. I wasn't going to do that last year. Right. And I felt good about it. I, had, I, I feel still healthy. feel good about it. I feel it, right? strong. I haven't grown an appendage. <laughs> I haven't, you know. Yet. I don't, right? I don't know. I'm not had a baby, even if that was on the, you know, the case. Uh, we were all hoping against right. hope something would turn up. So I don't know. I mean, am I going to get the third shot? Probably. Am I sheep? Yes. Am I healthy? Yes, I am. So that's that. That's how it works.
I guess. Right? All right. When we come back, Pittsburgh is the third best 15-minute city in America. We'll tell you why after the break. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A COVID booster shot for all Americans. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy says studies show the vaccine's effectiveness against mild and moderate disease is falling. We are concerned that this pattern of decline we are seeing will continue in the months ahead, which could lead to reduced protection against severe disease, hospitalization, and death. The booster doses could begin the week of September 20th. Tropical Depression Fred is dumping heavy rains over the northeastern U.S. and threatening mudslides and flash floods in upstate New York after closing interstate highways in the lower Appalachians. Tornado watches in effect as Fred's center moves from West Virginia to Pennsylvania. As many as 14 possible tornadoes reported across Georgia and the Carolinas. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 140 points. The NASDAQ is up three. This is SRN News. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper, MyPillow towel seats, and much more. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. What does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. I'm inviting you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now it's your time to find love and the tools to become a bride. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The challenge starts now at lovestories.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, 
no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 831.21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Flash flood watch remains in effect through this evening. For tonight, low clouds, humid with a passing shower, low 67. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots, high 78. Tomorrow night will remain humid with partly cloudy skies in the evening. It'll be followed by low clouds late, low 65. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in spots and a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. In between the 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock hour, Kathy and I always, we sort of get up, stretch a little bit, walk shake around. Shake it out. Yeah, just shake it out. You know, kind of hit the reset button. I went into my office and had myself a, a little piece of gum. Chewed it for a few minutes, and you feel good about yourself. Right? I don't understand your gum philosophy. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if I chew a piece of gum, Uh I break it in half. Oh, that's the worst. Okay. What are you, like 90? Is that like what your gram would do? I'm just... I've got a piece of juicy fruit in my purse somewhere from 1954. Always. You always rip it in half. Don't do that. You always rip it. I do two pieces of gum at a time. Two pieces. That's just. Two pieces. That's just wasteful. No, it's not. No, it is. It's just. No, no, no. You know what? That's just indulgent. No, it might be indulgent. It's not wasteful. Okay. If you're going to choose something, Mm -hmm. uh, then you Mm -hmm. want to choose something. I don't want to have some thin little sort of piece of gum. Okay, so I I found this Tic Tac gum. Okay. I got it at Aldi. And I haven't found it since, so maybe nobody else liked it but me. But it's the same size as a Tic Tac. Oh, that's Only it's gum. Really depressing. Now, that's the perfect size for me. It's like you're just chewing something. It's like tiny. <laughs> just real no, tiny. No, you know, that is, it's like chewing a piece of leftover food in your mouth. It's a little bit like that, but it's minty. Right? Kind of, you know. So, and then you feel like, wow, I'm going to get a lot of good, you know, mint chewing out of this <laughs> little so. box no. because of how small they are. Favorite gum? Of all time? Right now. Um, oh, Mentos gum. Me too. Mentos, sugar-free. Sugar-free. Like uh, it. Listen, I like peppermint and spearmint, mm-hmm. but now that you've asked, I'm a big fan of the grape. Oh. <clears throat> Everyone in my family mocks me for that, and I don't care. I don't know the Mentos made grape gum. It's, well, it came in a two-pack at Aldi, <laughs> and you got you got a mint, two-pack. and you got a grape, oh. and my husband insists that's because nobody was buying the grape, and so they had to package them together so they could get rid of the grape gum. Right. Don't flip over the house. I think he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Grape gum. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I like myself some gum. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh's always on these lists, right? Most you know, livable city. All that kind of, you know, Pittsburgh. Worst traffic. Know, most affordable. Did, it, did, it was not worst traffic. It was in the middle of the road as far right. as traffic goes. Listen, don't get me started on traffic because what is the deal? I can't say post-COVID anymore. I was saying post-COVID for a while. Uh, Post-COVID, has everyone forgotten how to do two things? Please 
Would you learn how to merge oh properly? Gosh, yes. Would you learn how to yield as you merge? Mm-hmm. And would you get through the tunnel in a timely manner? Don't be slowing down so an hard. hour out of there. Get through that tunnel. The traffic's a mess, isn't it? Because people are like, la, 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 It's la, much la, worse la, la, la. than before COVID. I don't know I agree. why. I don't know. People just forgot how Time's to do ten. it. And I don't I'm not sure what's happening. Maybe they're chewing their grape gum. It could be. A it is distractingly good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Pittsburgh apparently is the third best 15-minute city in America. What is, what's a 15-minute city? A 15-minute city is that you can get anywhere you need to go within a 15-minute yes. walk or car ride. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of that before. It is true, right? It is true. When there's no traffic. Or even like, you know, if you've got to go from, like, you know, in the East End to the Strip District. 15 minutes. Yeah, right. Right? From my house to your house. 15. 15 minutes. From my house to Oakland. Exactly. 15 minutes. From my house to here. 15, 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> a new report from MoveBuddha.com. I don't know what that is. All right. Ranks Pittsburgh third among top 25 potential 15-minute cities. Now, when you hear the other two that are in front of us, you might kind of go, really? Uh, the 15-minute city concept, which gained traction in Paris last year, mm-hmm. is defined as a place where all of a family's daily and weekly needs, work, shop, entertainment, education, and healthcare, are located within those 15 minutes walk, bike ride, or short car ride. Okay. okay? So determined, to determine the best 15-minute cities in America, they evaluated 78 large metropolitan areas according to ease of walking, biking, dining, park safety, medical care, child care, schools, and housing. Pittsburgh came in third. Number one was Miami. Miami. Number two was San Francisco. And then Pittsburgh. Affordable housing, of course, still, uh, even despite the recent surge, Mm -hmm. is one of the city's strong points, with Pittsburgh scoring among the top five. Um, Pittsburgh has been gathering recognition. Does this this concern you? Does this worry you? Um, Do you know the Nextdoor app? Yes. I I follow that. So do I. Do you comment? I try not to. I never do. Okay. (laughs) Never. Because you don't want anyone to know who you are. I just don't want to get into it. Because yeah. the next door app is good for people who have lost their pets, right? There's a, a lot, and or or have a stray animal somewhere looking for a plumber, right? Or want to find a good bar or sandwich shop. Yes, that but, to me is always the top three. But most of the time, it's people complaining about masks, <laughs> right? Which no will... matter what community you live in, everybody's mad about masks. And it's not just one perspective on masks. It's everybody's just mad. Right. Okay, so, but on my Nextdoor app, what worries me, this is concerning to me, is that people say, hello, neighbor, we just moved here from, and I'm like, wait a second. This is the fifth or sixth time this week I've read, hello, neighbor, we've just moved here from. Don't be moving here. Oh, you don't want any outsiders? Don't move here. (laughs) That's such a Yinzer response. Don't be (laughs) We've just moved here from Minneapolis, where there's chaos in the street. We've moved here from Portland, where we're setting the city on fire. We thought we'd come to Pittsburgh. Don't do that. <laughs> right. don't, don't well, they're here. already here if they're, on the, if they're on the next door app. Exactly. Hello, neighbor. And then they want you know recommendations. I'm not, if you've got a, like, can someone recommend a good handyman? I'm not going to recommend you to my handyman because when I need my handyman, he's going to be at your house. Mm-hmm. So he's not available to you. Mm-hmm. If you're moving here from Minneapolis, you've got to do your due diligence and find your own handyman. Okay, let me tell you something. Is it on Christian? 
I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not going to be your judge. Bit, okay, but listen to this. So, in one of my very early jobs in life, when I was still, it was when I was finishing high school and starting college. I worked for a gentleman who was just really particular. He was just a very particular person. Yeah. Okay. So so you were always on your guard. And you were always thinking that something you were going to do something was going to disappoint him profoundly. Oh. Okay, this is what it was like. This is what it was like. Wait, you worked for this guy? He yeah. So it's so, like your dad. So he, yeah, 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 because I was so young at the time, right? So anyway, he was just, he was particular about what he wore. He was particular about how he talked. He good. was particular about how everything looked. He was, you know, And good. if he was trying to change what was into what he thought it should be, mm, he was standard. not particularly nice in the... The standard. Right, in the telling of it. Okay. So he and I lost track. You know, I went and had, you know, I don't know how many, 10 different jobs since then, and a lot's happened. Anyway, I have a friend who was talking about the Nextdoor app with me. Mm-hmm. She worked with me mm-hmm. in this previous location. And she, I said, what do you think of the Nextdoor app? Similar conversation that what you and I are having right now. And she said, well, I can't get off of it because guess who's on it all the time? Mr. And it was our first boss. And he's commenting. She said he's on there three times a day. Oh. So he has retired mm. since then. Mm. And now he's trying to form society, his neighborhood, into the same like top down approach that he had our workplace uh, in. There's a lot of angst he's there. never he's just never gonna give up. So now he he terrorized all of us when we were eighteen. Now he's terrorizing all of his neighbors. Right. Through the next door app. So before you post something on next door. Be careful how you might be perceived by the others reading it. And if you're Beth from Minneapolis, don't (laughs) run into that guy because it'll change your life for the worse forever. All right. Coming up next, the mental health benefits of spiritual thinking. We think, okay, well, you should pray because that's what God calls us to do. Well, if God's calling us to do that, studies show it's actually producing something good, physiologically good inside us. That's next. Right on. W-O-R-D. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at wordfm.com slash focus. A local bus driver, a mom, a dad, a 70-year-old tearfully sharing a need, all of them grateful for the Lighthouse's food pantry. Just one of the many programs you can support through the Lighthouse Foundation's annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Now is the time to become a sponsor, auction an item, or provide a centerpiece. Your support will help those most in need throughout Butler and Northern Allegheny counties over the coming year. Do it today. Become a sponsor. Visit thelighthousepa.org. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. 
Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, babbel.com. You will see this from time to time. Well, they'll, people will do studies and then comment on the studies across mainstream media. And so this is, this is the gist of it is that there are, if you are a, this again is in air quotes, if you're a spiritual person, mm-hmm. then there are mental health benefits to that, right? I mean, I think yeah, this Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of studies in that regard, right? Well, I think it's a pretty common, um, right. a, a common truth that if you are a spiritual being, you are, a, are in some way a healthier being mm-hmm. uh, if you were not, right? right. So, um, Which would make sense if there's a creator who made us then us being in contact with him would make would be good. Yes. Although, although I'm reading this uh, piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal from last week, and they speak to um, – it's interesting to, to always look at, you know, if you, if you are a Christian, I, I sort of disavow any connection to New Age spirituality because that's just – what is that? It's just a mishmash. Of, it's actually the thing I'm going to talk about next, which is <clears throat> mindfulness. Okay, so, I think that's part of it. So mindfulness can be a lot of things. It's a kind of a catch-all phrase, but right. I think in its uh, purest, most secular sense, that's what it is. Though. Mindfulness. Okay. So in this article, uh, Lisa Miller, they're talking to, who is a clinical psychologist. She is director of something called the Spiritual Mind Body Institute at Teachers College in Columbia University. So it's okay. in New York City. It's a graduate program, a research center where she studies the intersection of spirituality and mental wellness. Okay. All right. So uh, she says that um, that everyone has the ca- capacity to be spiritual, right? Because spiritual, as you were saying, spirituality is innate. Mm-hmm. It's in sure. us. It's in our whether you acknowledge it or not, right? We are all. It just that's what it is. Creators. We are all creations of a creator, mm-hmm. right? Whether you acknowledge it or not. So what is spirituality? She, she uh, doesn't. Scientists don't define spirituality. That, but they identify threads within the human spiritual life. Two threads stand out, she says. The first is our capacity to have a relationship with the sacred. Mm-hmm. All right? um, it is the capacity to feel loved, held, and guided that we are never alone. The second thread is to share this with others. 
So for better or worse, this is what we try to do every day in sure. one form or another. We right. try to have a good time about it. Sometimes we've got to go to the other side, but uh, right. Yeah. The sacredness of what it is yeah, to yeah. be spiritual. So the benefits that those who are spiritual in this um, in this study from Columbia University is that people who are spiritual, they uh, generally, just generally, of course, all these things that they they're able to stay away from diseases of despair, addiction, depression, and even suicide. That's general. Now, right. that, of course, right. everyone of, right. to be alive is to be involved in this in one form or another. Mm-hmm. Right? We all have right. a, a touch of this. Um, most people in the study seem to be uncomfortable talking about their spirituality, which surprises me because I think, well, at least in the circles that we travel in, people are always willing to talk about their relationship right. with right. Jesus. Yeah, but I think that that's one of the things that evangelical Christianity uh, made okay. I think prior to that, people were much more reticent to discuss faith issues. So, you know, before evangelicalism rose in America, there was a lot, you know, people were, you know, mainline Protestants or were, you know, small, you know, community churches or Roman Catholic or Orthodox. And that was kind of, you know, especially in the immigrant America, you know, you weren't talking about your thing because you were trying so hard to blend in, blend in. Right. Okay. So then you're saying that with the rise of Protestant evangelicalism, um, it became okay to talk about my relationship with Jesus. I mean, that was never something. My relationship with Jesus was not something that was discussed in the Orthodox Church historically. It was not something that was part of conversation in the Roman Catholic Church. No. And 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 I don't think it was a conversation that anyone was having in the Presbyterian church in 1880 either. Okay. So then what came first? The, uh, now, so if this is true, uh, I would think about this, you know, from a, like a sixties Jesus freak Mm -hmm. attitude Mm -hmm. or Jesus people Mm -hmm. attitude. Mm -hmm. Then again, coupled with in quotes, new age spirituality. They both sort of rose up at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I would also, and I am not an authority on the history of evangelicalism in America, but you know, I think back to the classes I've had, and I think that probably maybe the beginning of that was like the big tent preachers, like Billy Sunday oh, okay. in the early parts of the 20th century. Yeah. I feel like those, um, yeah, I feel like that was probably when, because it was big tent because it was calling people out and it was people coming, you know, the invitation was going out and people were coming in. I think that that probably made it more of a okay to talk about. Okay. So I grew up. And uh, then you add in the Billy Graham era. The, the Billy, and then, I mean, you know, the televan, like I remember as a kid watching Catherine Kuhlman. For sure. Right. Which you know, t- I never saw her. Oh, man. She I never, not a fascinated time. me as a theatrical So what presence. year was that happening? Well, Catherine Kuhlman was probably, she probably rose to prominence maybe late 40s. And I would say her zenith was late 50s to early 70s. But, you know, as a kid, Sunday mornings, I, you know, I had a paper out. I would deliver my Sunday papers, come home and turn on the tube. Everybody was still asleep. It was probably like 7 o'clock or 6.30 on a Sunday morning. And there's Catherine Kuhlman in these long, flowing chiffon robes. And this really super elevated enunciation. Everything was so elongated. And she had like this red bouffant. To me as a kid, like, you know, a 10 or a 12-year-old kid, I could not believe what I was watching. It was otherworldly to me. That was someone like, uh, who I also watched, 
Ernest Ainsley. Right. I mean, that was also uh, compelling because there is Ernest Ainsley. Say what you will. And there's a lot to be said about that as well. But, you know, he's doing miracles at his church, you know, devil out instead of pushing people on the forehead. They're falling over. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this it was theatrical. And I think that was that Billy Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, the rise of that mm-hmm. that went from radio, to, went from the tents to radio, then to finally sure. television. Yeah, yeah. All those, I believe, are precursors yeah, and to so that, new age. And so that makes you more comfortable talking about Jesus as my friend. Do you know what I mean? Jesus, my relationship with Jesus, not, I mean. But it, our parents wouldn't have talked like that. No. Well. My parents would never have talked like that. No, my my dad certainly wouldn't have. Jesus um, as my friend, no. My, my mom was saved at a Billy Graham crusade. But they, so, but he wasn't talking about Jesus as your friend, Billy well, Graham. Well, but he, but he, there was there was I mean he was asking you to accept Jesus into your life. Yes. But accepting Jesus into your life was not something that was ever part of the Orthodox viewpoint no, theology no, in the world. Never no. part of the Roman Catholic viewpoint no, in the world. But Jesus as my friend in some way waters waters it down. Does. So maybe Jesus. maybe that was a step too far. But do you know what I'm saying? The whole idea of having a relationship with Jesus is a is a new phenomenon, historically speaking, when you're looking at the two thousand year or if you you know, history of the church or, or you're looking at the five thousand year history of the church if you want to go back to its roots in Israel. That was a relationship <laughs> right, 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 a relationship right. with God was not I'm not saying that that's not a biblical concept but I'm saying that was never vocabulary that was utilized by people. I think about this often um in that same vein I remember the nuns now I went to a parochial a catholic grade school and the nuns would regularly you know call us out you know to not to not attend church on a sunday as a catholic was a sin a a, a sin a serious sin and the nuns would always say Jesus died on the cross for you. The least you can do is show up for an hour on Sunday. Right? And you think, oh, I really don't have a comeback to that sister. <laughs> I don't know what she right? could say. <laughs> you know, there's really nothing smarty pants I you know, can offer there. So that, I think, to me was, in some ways, the call to action. All right. So that, but it wasn't because you have a relationship no, with Jesus. It, it was, it was be- an obligation. Right. It was a necessary duty that I had to perform to you know, like a lot of kids, of course, especially you did it because your parents did it. Sure, to please your well, parents. Well, and if so, so look back historically. You're not you're some 14th century monk is not talking about having a relationship with no, Jesus. No, 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 no. Right? There's a even, reverence, there. even though that monk was living a life devoted to Christ. That was not the vocabulary that he utilized in talking about it. Would he never? Would he never even consider that? No. No, that no, that's you know the relationship with Jesus. Also, you know, we're talking about kind of the rise of evangelicalism in America, in the West, but in particularly in America. But also, is the rise of psychology. Go into that. Well, the study of psychology was you know building as the 20th century went forward, sure. and so I you know the word relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? See what you're saying, the yeah. word you know. Find yourself. Right. Came you hand know, in hand go, with the new age. Go de- right. So all those things. So if, if we look at evangelicalism rising together and then we also look at psychology and the study of it and the teaching of it rising, then all you see those things, you know, kind of mixing in the cultural stew of America. No, I don't think this is not. You're not saying that Billy Graham in some way was using pop psychology to introduce Jesus to the No, I don't think. Masses. No, I know. No, nobody was wielding it as a weapon. Those are just things that were organically developing Bobbling in culture. At the same time. It's like how we can't think about politics right now without social media. 
it's not that anybody taught us to do that. It's just that those things are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that's just how we how we think of them. Right. Now, this article in the BBC kind of puts it in a little bit of a different um, a different light. This is by David Robson. And this is about how mindfulness could make you selfish. It says this. It says mindfulness is said to do many things for our psyche. Now, this is spirituality for people who don't want to call themselves Christian or don't want to call themselves Buddhist or Muslim. They don't want to identify as anything. It's just the general spirituality. Right, right. Okay, it could do many things for us. It can increase our self-control, sharpen our concentration, extend our working memory, boost our mental flexibility, blah, blah, blah. We should become less emotionally reactive the more we practice it. However, it says this. However, with their increased inward focus, people who practice mindfulness seem to (laughs) forget about others and are less willing to help those in need which is the opposite of spirituality exactly okay so this finding relationship this finding alone should not be cause for you to cease meditating the bbc says if you do find it useful in other ways but it adds to a growing body of research suggesting that mindfulness training can have undesirable side effects as well as potential benefits and many psychologists now believe that the potentially negative consequences of certain meditative practices should be advertised along with the hype now so the, i mean i laughed out loud when i read it because and i don't mean to to make uh, I, may, perhaps i'm i'm uh treating it too lightly no but, but i but i think that's what happens when you have spirituality minus a god that's exactly it i mean the if whole you're, point of if, all that right if you're going to meditate and just the go, god right, not a god exactly you're going to meditate and go into some inner space well of course that's going to make What's you more selfish because you're not in contact with any being that's telling you that being selfish is the wrong choice so if you're not going into your spiritual practice connecting with the real divine god who actually has demands that he puts on the world and says these are there are right things and there are wrong things and your your freedom comes with losing your life yes that's where your freedom comes or before you approach the throne i need to confess my wretchedness right there's before no before i right, step there's, forward there's no confession of wretchedness in the the, the secular practice of mindfulness which i'm okay you're it, okay it just it's mindfulness i think is a good step i think it's a great way for people who are who are christians to talk with people who aren't yet believers because that you can kind of get into a conversation where you think okay so tell me about your spirituality and what's that like but and, you better know what you're talking about if to engage in that conversation because it can get super squishy very fast well Right? But if you never have the conversation, then someone who's in uh, who's in what you're calling like a super squishy situation is never going to find out right. what the like, alternative is. Like a friend of mine said, and this was a few years ago, hey, I watched that Joel Osteen guy. I think he's really interesting. I bit my tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, you know, yeah, run right. down Joel Osteen because sure. I'm thinking this guy doesn't know God from, you know, you know, anybody. So if you find that as a tiny first step, I get yeah, that. Right. So maybe that can lead you to a better conversation next time very good all right we need to step away when we come back does this make sense does this make sense i don't it i bet it doesn't Win an all-expense-paid trip to Focus on the Family's Sea Life 2021 event in Dallas, August 28th. Includes airfare for you and your family, hotel, and event admission. Featuring Focus on the Family's Jim Daly, music from Matthew West, and more. Enter now at wordfm.com. 
Grove City College, a group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, Mm -hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple of years. Mom, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I I don't know. What, What if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, it's like if, if you if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad, right. <laughs> they've got a, a great tutoring setup. So it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. I'm into that. Grove City College, rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior gcc.edu. Looking for the perfect way to save cash every month without changing your lifestyle? Cash Call Mortgage has rates and APRs in the low twos on their 15 and 10 year products. That's right, rates and APRs in the low twos, and that can save you hundreds of dollars every month. How much cash would you save if your mortgage rate was in the low twos? It's easy to find out. Just call Cash Call Mortgage today. Their quotes are always free. Do you have a vacation home or investment property you want to refinance? Cash Call Mortgage has competitive conventional rates for those properties, too. They pay title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Start saving cash without changing your lifestyle. For a free quote and to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 1282-31. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions or visit us at cashcallmortgage.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Flash flood watch remains in effect through this evening. For tonight, low clouds, humid with a passing shower, low 67. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots, high 78. Tomorrow night will remain humid with partly cloudy skies in the evening. It'll be followed by low clouds late, low 65. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in spots and a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This makes sense. Does what make sense? Kashi. Kashi? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I did not plan this, but this is in some ways connected. What the heck is Kashi? I don't know, but every variety of it. I'm talking about the breakfast cereal or the granola, whatever you call it. Is that puffed rice? It's nasty. Mm. And it doesn't matter the flavor or the... It, it all tastes bad to me. 
what's the deal with it? Is I it don't sold know. as health it's food? Like, it's, yeah, so, and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're paying more for the fact that you're having like a nutritious something that you're going to put in your yogurt or in your, you know, non fat organic milk or whatever yeah. it is. I just, I don't know. I, I would much rather every single day, for the most part in the summer, for sure, I always eat grape nuts. Okay, so if I, I so look, that's a that's a low bar, taste wise. Yeah. I'm good with grape nuts. Kashi, nope, I mean, not doing that. People, if, that does not if make Kashi's sense. Kashi's a low bar, and you're coming up to grape nuts. <laughs> exactly, grape nuts is gravel. I'm saying, I'm saying that does not make sense. Okay, yeah, well, believe me, you sold me on that. Kashi does not make sense. Okay, so we do a we do a road trip. We just did a road trip here the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. The rule in our family is we're on a road trip. You go in to, you know, use the facilities and you go into a C store or whatever. Whatever you want to get. Snack item. No judgment. Go for it. No judgment. Yesterday, one of the guys came out. There was judgment. They had a bag of pork rinds. What is a pork rind? Okay, so is that skin? Yes, it is. Is that what it is? Pork rind is the culinary term for the skin of a pig. It can be used in many different ways. It can be rendered, fried, and fat, roasted to produce a kind of pork cracklings. They're horrible. Did you ever have a pork rind? No. Gary, could you weigh in? When I was on keto, yeah. You had keto pork rinds? Well, no, they're low carb. Uh Are they gross? Yeah, they're fairly gross. Yeah, okay, so that, I mean, that's, I'm sorry. Depends on how much stuff they have on them right to, to try to help it the yeah to make them hot i'm whatever. sorry no i don't think i want to be eating skin i think bring i just some want, in. i just oh, want to please. say can i just say that out loud just forever i just I, i'm not interested in eating skin now, now i'm not going to throw people under the bus but is that a southern thing pork rinds or, or is it just a i think it might be that? a southern thing i mean because i've think, never had eat the skin on a chicken oh What's same kind of thing i guess you're right about that you know it's i have pig, done that <laughs> now that you bring it up i have done that you yeah. be- yeah. Fried a, chicken. Yeah. Okay, the fried it. pig skin. Uh, there you go. Well. Did you ask him to weigh in? I did. I, no, you I, asked him to I'm weigh sorry in. sorry that I made now because now he's making sense and he's ruining the does this To me, sense, pork rinds don't make sense. All right, I don't think they make sense either. And what else? Can we? Kashi. Kashi. That's that, terrible. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How would you like to have sweet communion with the Lord? I mean for the Lord not to be somebody that you read about or hear about, but for the Lord Jesus Christ to be in your life a bright, burning reality. To have communion with the Lord day by day. Would you like that? Hear Adrian Rogers' series, Sweetest Fellowship This Side of Heaven, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. And Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza dream sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on my pillow products, including the My Pillow mattress topper, my pillow towel seats, and much more. Call one eight hundred. 
391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. If a trip to Israel has been on your bucket list, there may never be a better time and there may never be a better tour. Imagine Tours and Travel invites you to walk in the footsteps of Jesus over 10 unforgettable days this January. Demand for travel is on the rise with costs expected to increase 30% by March, making January the perfect time to visit Israel when tourist crowds are light. Featuring 52 historic sites, your Imagine Tours vacation is the most comprehensive, most affordable tour of its kind. Imagine staying in four-star accommodations while enjoying unlimited breakfast and dinner buffets of delectable Middle Eastern food. Imagine spending less time in line waiting to see the sights you've dreamed of all your life and more time actually seeing them. Imagine departing Pittsburgh January 10th on an adventure you'll never forget. Now is the time. This is the tour. For details, including the four-day Egypt extension, visit pgh22.com. Imagine tours and travel. Everything you imagined it would be at pgh22.com. I always want to hear people's story of how they came to Christ. And it's just always fascinating. What happened to you? And where are you now? That journey. Jen Rosner is with us. Jen's the affiliate assistant professor of systematic theology at Fuller Theological Seminary. Her new work is called Healing Schism. Carl Barth, Franz Rosenwig, and the New Jewish Christian Encounter. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, Jen, we're glad you're here again. Now, the first time you were on, we talked about ritual uncleanness, which was something else. That's the first time we've ever talked about that on the show. Very okay. interesting. So uh, now you're joining us today. We're going to talk about the meeting of Christians uh, and Jews together, the meeting of minds, um, the meeting of theology, if not the melding of it. And I guess the best place to start is with your story, Jen. Um, talk about your the spiritual quest you've been on, where you are now. Yeah, it's a great question. I was raised in a Jewish home and a Jewish family in Northern California. And it's remarkable looking back, but I didn't really like hear the gospel until I was in college at a large public state school in California, where it just so happened that many of my friends were Christians. And I, for the first time, began to encounter the claims of Christianity and the claims of Jesus. And I spent my college years really wrestling with Um, the New Testament, you know, the person of Jesus. And it was at the end of uh, my undergraduate degree that I just felt overwhelmingly compelled by the truth of, you know, the New Testament and Jesus. And it was at that point that I had no idea what to do with my Jewishness, because Mm. none of my friends were Jewish, and I um, didn't know any models for how to be Jewish and Christian. And so I kind of just shelved the Jewish piece. Um, I was a political science major in college, planning to go on to law school, like many of the students in my department. And once I became a follower of Jesus, I was just absolutely captivated by theology and religion. And so I scrapped the law school plan and went on to divinity school at Yale Divinity School in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really there that the Jewish piece began to sort of clamor for attention 
uh, this piece that I had shelved because I didn't know what to do with it. And so finally, I ended up at Fuller Seminary back in California to do my uh, PhD. And, and, and my entire PhD program became me wrestling with this dual identity and how these pieces fit together. And I um, you know, stumbled upon some wonderful mentors uh, in that regard. And the book, Healing the Schism, was actually my attempt to sort of find a structured way to think through some of the questions and tensions within my own identity that, that had really risen to the fore throughout that journey. Wow, that's a fascinating story, Jen. I mean, it, it, what's really interesting is, you know, um, to grow up in a Jewish household and then to find Jesus in your life, to be captivated by that, wrestling with it yourself, and not only, you know, intimately, you know, in your own day-to-day, but then you had to go and talk to your family about that as well. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have the courage mm-hmm. or the ability to do that. How was, how did you work through that? How was that received? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I mean, I have one brother, and he also was studying at the same undergraduate uh, university that I was. And and in kind of a remarkable way, he and I were searching through the claims of Christianity together. Really? He actually, yeah, I mean, he actually had a short-lived dating relationship with my Christian roommate, which was one of the, you you know, catalysts for him. And so it was just this remarkable season where he and I would have like weekly sibling dinners and we would kind of talk about the things we were wrestling with. And so we actually uh, both became followers of Jesus in college and approached our parents together about it, which was incredible. And, you know, I have to say my experience is very atypical in terms of, you know, Jews uh, Jews who've become to follow Jesus and announce it to their families. I mean, in, in many cases, it leads to sort of lifelong relational fallout. Um, and we were very fortunate in that um, it was a shock for our parents to be sure. But my dad in particular was always kind of open to um, new spiritual insights and understandings. And so our belief in Jesus really kind of kicked off a searching period for my parents who eventually themselves became followers of Jesus, which, yeah, which again is not the typical story in Jewish families, as you've alluded to. And so I just feel incredibly fortunate that in our case, it didn't lead, you know, to some kind of relational cutoff, which is much more the norm in these situations. Right. Okay. So Jen, I had a, a, a dear, dear friend of mine um, who came from a Jewish family. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I shared Jesus with her, she said, you know, you can believe whatever you want. I think that that's really great for you. But you have to know that because we are living post-Holocaust, if I ever mm-hmm. converted to Christianity, my mother would disown me because it would be rejecting. Mm-hmm. It'd be rejecting my cultural heritage. It would be spitting in the face of my uh, ancestors, ancestors who passed away. I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I could never do that. So did, mm-hmm. I mean, how do how do you, how do you reconcile that? Yeah. I mean, there's two things that I think are really relevant in response to that question. I mean, first of all, I think, I feel like very few Christians are actually aware of the centuries old animosity between Judaism and Christianity and largely the the basically horrific acts done in the name of Christianity to yes. the Jewish people. I mean, of course, the Holocaust looms very large, and, and here's Hitler, you know, claiming to be a Christian and sort of rewriting Christian theology and enlisting people like Martin Luther, you know, this great German reformer as a, an ally of Hitler. 
Um, but it goes back much, much farther than that. And I'm always uh, surprised to realize how little of that history is known to Christians, such that it's not um, Christians don't always understand what uh, what sort of innate resistance there is for Jewish people, because Judaism and Christianity um, emerge as, the, as these completely separate religious traditions. And exactly as your friend said, um, becoming a Christian is like the surest way for a Jew to sort of betray their Judaism throughout the history of the church. And I think that leads to the second point, which is that we're really living in remarkable times where it is finally possible for a Jew to remain a Jew as a follower of Jesus. So you have, and I talk about these things in the book, Healing the Schism. I mean, you have the emergence of the Messianic Jewish movement in the um, 1970s, really, that is, you know, has gained a lot of traction since then, which is saying, you know, how do we live as Jews who follow Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, rather than saying you sort of have to be Jewish or Christian, which is the, the parameters that are often set up and so what I tell people is that, you know, we need to learn how to share the gospel in a way that it doesn't um, indicate some kind of breach with Jewish identity, but rather um, it's in continuity, it's in alignment with that identity, which is very much what we see in the New Testament. We're talking with Jen Rosner. Her brand new work is called Healing the Schism. So, Jen, then go deeper into this. I mean, you've followed along with Karl Barth. Other minds have gone along this journey with you, and now you're fleshing them out for a 21st century audience. Talk to us about Karl Barth and that journey. Yeah, I mean, the book Healing the Schism is really a window into this remarkable era in which we are living with regard to Jewish-Christian relations, Jewish-Christian dialogue, and very much the relationship between Judaism and Christianity as religious traditions. So Karl Barth is this remarkable 20th century pioneer in terms of these ideas who, um, you know, wrote extensively his, his magnum opus, his great work is called The Church Dogmatics. It's 14 volumes, each of them several hundred pages long. And one of the things that's remarkable about Karl Barth is his simply his lifespan. He lived from 1886 to 1968, which means that he lived through both world wars. Um, he lived through the Second Vatican Council and the Catholic Church, which was in the early 1960s and was a major point where the tide turned with regard to the Catholic Church's relations with the Jewish people. And he, you know, Karl Barth has this famous maxim that we need to do theology with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. And he very much adhered to that. So all throughout his theological writings, he's sort of interacting with what's going on in the world. And he has extensive engagement with the people of Israel, which he claims are forever the covenant people of God. That wasn't somehow revoked when Jesus came, which I think is sort of the implicit theology of, of many Christians. Um, and he, I mean, I think it's important to say he doesn't get it all right. Um, he was sort of fumbling through these concepts, but he became this incredible pioneer. And I would say that most people who deal with these topics today are in some way or another indebted to Bart, who really kind of set the trajectory of Christian theology heading in this direction. I love it. Yeah. And Jen, you know, our time is almost up, but it, I just have to say that any... Um, from a Christian perspective, any faith that centers only around the New Testament in ignorance mm -hmm. of what went on before is really uh, hollow. Is, is hollow and, uh, and, and, and such a small 
part of, of the story. And, and I say that only mm-hmm. because and I, I'm not trying to minimize the work of Christ. I'm trying to maximize it because I don't think there's any possible way of understanding mm-hmm. the magnitude if you don't recognize what happened before in the great story of God from the beginning. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, with only a minute left, I just want to ask you, what's your encouragement to people listening who maybe say, well, you know, I'm, I don't worry. Jesus isn't Jewish. You know, maybe he was, mm-hmm. but he's not really because, you know, it, it, to a lot of people, Jesus is more American than he is anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's it's a it's a nudge to to dive more deeply into our Bibles, and as you said, not only the New Testament but the Old Testament, and to realize that the Old Testament people of God are the people of Israel. I mean, this is not you know some code language for the church. Like, I think we need to wrestle with God's covenant with the people of Israel, which is the story of Scripture in some sense from beginning to end. And that I would argue very much is ongoing, that we need to wrestle with the fact that God has not revoked his covenant with the people of Israel. And we need to do Christian theology in light of that declaration. Mm, that's, that's good. Really good. Jen, that's really you know good. what? Yeah. Thanks for being with us. We really admire your work. Yeah. And your clarity and presentation is excellent. So, And this is a fascinating kudos. topic. We'd, really love to, we'd love to talk about that again. Thank you. It's it's an honor to talk with you. I, I would love to continue the conversation. That's well, terrific. Sure. That's Dr. Jen Rosner. Um, the new book, you can find it at uh, wherever these types of books are sold, including Amazon, Healing the Schism, Carl Bart, Franz Rosen, Rosenzweig, and The New Jewish Christian Encounter. Nice. Author, Jen Rosner. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Hi, this is Robert Jermolowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about how hot, hot, hot cash-out refinances are. That sounds fun. 
I sound like a broken record. I've been doing this for 18 years. I have never seen a market like this in my life. Home values have generally been skyrocketing the last couple of years. And with interest rates being so low, I, I've actually seen refinances where people are able to cash out that newly found equity in their homes, do home improvements, whatever it may be, and still save money per month compared to what their prior mortgage payment was. So it's worth a shot just to give us a phone call. And one thing I can promise at United Faith Mortgage is we will not be pushy. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I can promise you we will not be that way. I like to see it as my job is to present you with a few different options. I step back, I let you decide, and I'll let you call me when you want to move forward. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. happy to tell you it's National Fajita Day. A fajita is so delicious. Very much so. Yeah. So if you don't know what that what a fajita is, so you would you would cook in a very very hot cast iron skillet, either beef, chicken, something like that. Mm. Tex-Mex seasoning. And then you're going to put that in a soft tortilla shell. Nice. And you're going to put lettuce and tomato on there. You're going to put guac in there. You're going to mm. put sour cream in there, cheese. Sounds delicious. And you're going to roll that up and it's just going to be great. Oh, simple. And you're going to cook the uh, meat with onion and green pepper. I love it. How could you not I mean, want I love that? it. I love it so much. It's so, so I, easy, too. It's so easy. So uh, historians say that uh, it has its roots in the Rio Grande Valley, 1930s. Mexican ranch workers were given unwanted scraps of meat to eat, and they made the best out of it. Huh. It wasn't until the late 60s it made its way from campfire to the general market. Really? Historians would say that. So like fajita historians. Yeah, you know those. Oh, those guys. I love fajita historians. I got a BFA in fajita. Yeah. Right. So if you're having uh, Mexican food, now, is yeah. that something that you would cook at home? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy. So When yeah. when you do that, would you choose to do a fajita? Would you choose to do a taco? Would you do a burrito? What's G- your... Yeah, given my choice, I would do a fajita. Okay. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Thin strips of beef. Yeah. With lettuce, uh-huh. tomato, and some kind of you know seasoning sauce in there. I branched out a few weeks ago. What'd you have? Enchiladas. Uh, yeah. We, my wife does enchiladas. You don't like it very much? So easy. So easy when someone else cooks yeah. for you. No, I like an enchilada. Yeah. She bake an enchilada. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's in green stuff. sauce or red sauce? Uh, green sauce. Okay. I like the green sauce yeah. a lot. Tomatilla. Yeah. And it has to be corn. You know, if you're doing an enchilada, mm, it has to yeah. be a corn tortilla. And I'm all for it. Uh, give me that. Really? See, I, I, yeah. I would much rather have a flour tortilla, but I, you know, assent to the corn tortilla because I know yeah. that's what you have to do in an enchilada. But I... I would much rather have the flour. Uh-huh. Where are you going to go? If you're not going to make it at yourself, do you have like a favorite restaurant? Yeah, I'm going to go to El Campesino on McNair oh, are you Road. Though? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm going to go. Where there are, are you... several of those around. Yeah, are there? Yeah. Okay. I'd go to Mad Max. Oh, sure. Mm. Okay. I mean, In Oakland? No. That's the original. No, I'm not going to Oakland. Okay. Last time we went to, we were there a couple months ago. We ate on the sidewalk. It's the loudest restaurant on earth. It wasn't even loud. It was, I mean, there was, we were, it's Oakland. I mean, there were like empty containers of rubbish and whatnot, but we were just, you know, happy to be out as a family. Right. So, no, I'll go to like McKnight Road. Okay. Right? That's all. I think it's a fine a idea. Fajita? Uh, I would like to do that right now. Uh, me too. How Give about me a fajita. Let's go there. Let's go. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.